Thanks a lot. It's part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you. Spaghetti, meatball, behind the glass, working the magic, as is babyface Joel Solomon. And joining us, as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bride, Darren, the Parley Kid. What's happening, guys? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Full slate of games. We have, what, we're going to go over seven NFL games in depth and then four college games. You know what happened? I say we're going to go over 11 games, right? So there are three of you. I'm like, take four each. We'll double up on one. Harry shoots first. He takes all the college games. So then I have to re- I have to reconfigure everything so that so that brother Bryce is not speaking three times. We're gonna have to hear from Harry like three times in a row. College games. I know no one cares about this, but good luck trying to put together an outline with with <laughs> Harry involved here. But Harry, you're uh, you give out free picks extrapoints.com. You have some kind of a record going. I don't know four in a row, five in a row, four in a row, four in a row. All right, good job. Uh, this is Friday. We're going into the. Sunday games. We're going to go over Saturday games. And let's start with this pick sponsored by Better Edge. My Better Edge pick of the week goes to in the Tampa Bay New England game. The Bucks favored by seven. I'm going Tampa Bay. This was light earlier in the week. It was five and a half. It didn't make sense. Now people are coming to their senses. It's bet up to seven. Listen, it's more likely that New England loses by 30 than pulls off the upset. Let's face it here. Not going to win this game. Sorry, Belichick. I think this is going to be an embarrassment. I think Tampa Bay rolls it up 30 to 14. Take Tampa Bay. Harry, what are you going with? I'm with you, Sal. I'm taking the Buccaneers, Bruce Arians, and Brady. Beat Belichick in Foxborough. Brady doesn't lose two in a row. No white for the Pats. Not a lot of offense either. Buccaneers win this one going away by 17 in Foxborough. Uh-oh. All right, Parlay Kid, who's your better edge go-to? I'm with both of you, Sal. Brady beats up on his former team, and the Bucks defense flashes its Super Bowl form in a Tampa Bay route. Brother Brian, you know we can't all win if we're together. Save us here. Go to the other side or pick pick the total. What are you going to do? Well, that's why I can't. Yeah, so my better edge pick is going to be the under 49.5. Look, the Patriots have struggled to score, averaging 18 points per game in their first three. I think Belichick... It's going to devise a scheme to slow down Tom just enough to make this game go under the 49 and a half. All right, there you go. Thank you. You saved us, Brother Brian. Now there is a chance that Tampa pulls it off minus seven. That's our better edge for the three of us. And then Brother Brian is going under. The edge is brought to you by Better Edge, bringing the edge back to the betters with no fee sports betting at betteredge.com. You, not the books, at the price of betting lines. So you can make bank with no VIG or sports book fees. Better Edge is available in 45 states for real sports betting positions, including Florida and Massachusetts for this week's matchup. I forgot where New England was. New England. Okay, Foxborough, Boston, Massachusetts. Right. <laughs> Join Better Edge's free pick'em contest with against the odds. The winner will receive a free copy of Madden 22. It's not even 2022 yet. Enter for week four at B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com slash AAO create an account and use code AAO for $10 on your first order. Play the game without getting played at betteredge.com. You have Gronk two touchdowns or more is plus nine fifty. Um, I wouldn't mind doing that. You guys like anything else in this game other than the Tampa blowout? Boy, you, you got to think a little bit that Brady would just be like to tell, telling Gronk I'm going when, if we're inside the 10, 
I'm going to you. You can just be ready. Just want to love to stick it to Belichick, right? Both yeah, of them. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I like Sal, I think, I think, uh, you know, I think we're, we're really harping with Brady here. And sure, he's going to have a phenomenal game. I cannot see him not having one. But I also think this is the week uh, that the Tampa defense gets right. Uh, this Patriots offense fits right. Uh, really, right. Really, what the doctor ordered here for Tampa. When you really think about it, uh, to this point, the the Patriots defense, on the other hand, who they've played offensively, uh, they faced Tua, Wilson, and Winston so far. Right. Brady probably lights them up, and the Buccaneers defense, on the other hand, has played Prescott, Stafford, and you know we want to throw Matt Ryan in there too. But they've played some good quarterbacks so far. I think this. I think this Tampa Bay defense really shows up this week, and I, I think this is like thirty-five to ten. This mm. game, I think it's a route. Yeah, I think Belichick was probably cursing, cursing the Rams last week, and Sean McVay is like, "Oh, just let them win this game, right? They won't. Maybe, maybe they don't come in as hungry to Foxborough, but I, I, I don't think that was the case anyway. Tom Brady's looking his chops here. It's gonna be great. His old man was talking, to, uh, called out Belichick. He's like, "Yeah, they wanted to move on from us." Look what happens next. 50 touchdowns later. It's like, oh, good God. Brady had to tell his father to shut up. It's interesting. It's happened to me many, many times. All right. So that's the marquee matchup for sure. Let's take a look now. Green Bay, six and a half point favorite. Went down a little bit. 45 and a half against the struggling Steelers. I might regret this. I really might. Every time you want to count the Steelers out, though, Mike Tomlin's team like kind of shocks you. And this shock is going to come in the form of a cover. Not a win. I get it. Big Ben is falling and flailing all over the place. Taking four sacks all year, though, for this Green Bay team. So I think he could be in this. This might not be as bad as it's been. You know, they have some injuries on the defensive side to Darius Smith, and the Steelers can't afford to lose. I still think they will lose. I don't think they can't afford to lose. Meanwhile, you have Green Bay in that crap division. Not as important to them. They had the big win last week on Sunday night. Don't forget, Steelers 6-0 and against the spread in their six games as an underdog of 3.5 to 10 points. And 4-0 against the number in their last four mm. as a road underdog of 3.5 to 10. Freer Mirth with a touchdown late. Cuts it to four. Packers win. Steelers cover. Brother Bry, you disagree with me? Shit. You could you probably good- convince me otherwise. No, but- I don't know. You gave good stats, though. You gave good stats. Thank you. But it's, it's never a, means anything. <laughs> it's, it's amazing what two weeks does for the Packers, right? We were already people were writing them off after one week. Now they're back in the conversation for best team in the NFL, one of the best teams in the NFL again. Uh, their offense just seems to be in sync though at the moment. Good mix of run and pass. Rodgers seems legitimately pumped and happy for the first time in years. It seems like uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna score against Pittsburgh. I think regardless how good this defense is or who is playing for Pittsburgh. They're going to put up points. And the Steelers, though, have now proven, again, after three weeks, like, I feel like in order to cover, you know, something is going to, magical is going to have to happen, like the Bills game where, you know, I don't know, it's hard to get a pick six off of Rodgers, mm-hmm. but a couple of fumble recoveries, I don't know. But it, they've proven after three weeks, you know, this this offense hasn't been right since like week 12, of, 12 or 13 of last season. I don't know. Is it the line? Is it Ben? Probably both. I uh, just don't see this offense keeping up with Green Bay, so I'd, I'd lay the six and a half. We've had we had Todd Haley on this week. Uh, people on this network refuse to blame Big Ben. It was Todd Haley was on? Of course, Damashek is not blaming Big Ben. I don't know. It might just be a thing where Najee Harris 
is just going to have to bail them out and have put up big numbers doing so, catching balls out of the backfield. Joel, you feel good about this? You, you said Bengals double-digit win, right, the other day? What about against your team this week? This is going to be ugly. Uh, the, the Steelers, mm. how can they keep up with, with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense? I mean, they they scored 10 last week, and uh, as we all know, they'd be 0-3 without that block punt. This It's going to be ugly, but the good news is hopefully Steelers fans are watching their future quarterback as Aaron Rodgers completely shreds them. Oh, you guys are all you're wow. crazy about that. The Rodgers are going over there. I don't know. I don't know with the long hair and the permanti sandwich. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna. This is a similar game to Tampa, New England. Uh, the rivalry uh, itself isn't there, but mm. how is X gonna keep up with these great quarterbacks? Is kind of the basically what we're saying here. Well, Big Ben is gonna have to have some help. I do agree that they have to run some gadget plays in there for him. He can't just be statuesque back there with a bad offensive line. Got to mix it up a little. A little Taysom Hill action. Not that Taysom Hill is gonna go from New Orleans to Pittsburgh in three days, but they have to do something there. Uh, all right. So next game, Rams minus four and a half, 55 is the over under They're home for Arizona. I love the Rams. I have the Rams and bills in the super bowl. It's looking pretty good right now, but I'm taking Arizona. This was six. I liked it better in the beginning of the week when this was six, I'm taking Arizona plus the four and a half. I think it's too high letdown game for the Rams after the big Tampa Bay win. I don't think they cover. I hate the coaching matchup as it relates to my pick, though. McVay over Kingsbury. I would take that every day of the week. But I think the Rams defense takes a little bit of a break. Kyler is not the type of quarterback they feast on. Cardinals 12-5-2 against the spread in the last 19 road games and 8-2 against the spread in the last 10 in October. Yes, we're in October. I think it's close. I'm taking Arizona plus the 4.5. Parlay kid, you're going the other way. Yeah, so I got to. I think the Rams are just uh, humming along right now. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you probably know this, uh, but the Rams under McVay are 8-0 against the Cardinals. They have not lost, and that includes a win with John Wolford at quarterback last year uh, towards the end of the season uh, when um, they still beat them by 11 points. Uh, Kingsbury has not been uh, great away from Arizona. McVeigh is very good uh, on his home turf. I just think, I, I think, the, if anything, the Cardinals are due for a loss here. And I think it's going to come at the hands of the Rams, and they cover this uh, by a touchdown. So I think the Cardinals will be game for a while. Murray will keep him in the game. Ramsey kind of eliminates Hopkins from this game. Uh, and uh, the Rams win this uh, by a convincing margin. There you go. All right. We're going head to head there. Cleveland minus two, 51 and a half at Minnesota. Harry, why didn't you jump on this? This is your team, your pick, Minnesota getting points at home. You had first dibs on all the game. You're not taking them. The, the, you think they're a better team getting points at home? No, no, I'm not taking them because you got to remember Cleveland's my team to win the AFC. So I'm sort of torn in this game. All right. Well, if Minnesota can't win at home, they're all of a sudden, what are they going to be? They're going to be one and three. That's interesting. Cleveland minus two, it was two and a half. Boy, on the one hand, you look at that Browns-Bears box score and say, wow, the Browns, they have to be the best team in the league. What they, they, they held the team and a quarterback who was playing from behind to six completions. And then you remember it's the Bears. He um, was sacked more than uh, he had completions. Yeah, the Vikings only forced two turnovers all year, and I think that's good for the Browns. Madison's a nice fill-in for Dalvin Cook, but not as good as Chubb and Hunt, who went for 215 last week. They should have their way with this Viking. I think they wear down the Vikings. Defense, I believe in Baker more than I do Cousins. 
They control time of possession every game. I think it was two to one, like 40 to 20 against the Bears, and they've been doing that all year. Uh, maybe could say close game against the Chiefs. I don't know. Maybe could have won that one. Things would have been a little different. We would have looked at Cleveland a different way here. But the fact that they're giving points on the road, I kind of like it against Minnesota. Browns 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six road games. Give me the Brownies, minus two. Brother Bri, you like it too. Well, no. Actually, I changed it up. I oh, changed, you did? Yeah, I changed it up. I'm going Vikings. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I threw you for a loop here. That's all right. I'm on the Cousins train, baby. I know. I'm on the I'm on the, I, I, hate, I hate being on Harry's side. I hate being on Harry's side. You don't have to do it. Change I, it up again. I, I know. Time. I know. <laughs> but, I, you know, I might wait, see if this game gets to two and a half, or I might buy it up to two and a half or three. Um, but Viking, you know, Viking home underdogs doesn't happen that often, right? You don't see it. You don't see it because they're, they're typically great at home. I know last year you can't really count with no fans, and they struggled last year. But they've only been home underdogs twice in the last two years, and they're two and zero against the spread. Mm. There, Cousins has played well. I hate to admit it, he's he's played well. Cook is well. Cook is great. Well, let's not say great. Let's not say great. Uh, great would have won you. Yeah, great. He, he, he great would have won. won you the, the Cincinnati game. Say great. Yeah, yeah you would have won, won you the Cincinnati one game. One of those other great. games. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the numbers say great. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Um, One and two, <laughs> but Cook might be back for this game. You know, Jefferson Thielen and Osborne have been playing really well. I just don't think I trust the Browns I, again. I I don't know. Maybe I'm biased here with the Browns. I just can't give full backing. I don't think I trust them on the road yet against a team that's good at home. You know, Browns beat up two rook. You know. You know, the Browns game, again, the Houston game, I don't really look at because they were struggling when Taylor was in there. They they beat up the two rookie quarterbacks between Mills and Fields. So I'm uh, not, you know, I'm not going to say I'm overly impressed yet with Cleveland. So I'd like the Vikings at two. Um, I hope I could get the number a little bit higher, though. All right. Well, you could buy it as much money as you want. You could buy that up to <laughs> buy that up to ten and a half if you want. Uh, Denver minus one and 44 and a half against Baltimore. Denver is home. When I guessed this line at the beginning of the week, I thought Baltimore by two and a half. And I changed my mind. Talk about changing picks here. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll read into it and take Denver. No, I like Baltimore plus one. Uh, I wouldn't freak out about the three point difference from what I thought it was because they're not important points. Like games usually don't fall by one or two or uh, a team losing or winning by one or two. If this went from... I was off by three points from three to six. It'd be a different story. But either way, three points off in my mind. I have to go Baltimore. Broncos, talk about playing bad teams, brother. Brian. Broncos opponents 0-9. And, mm. and I thought about it. Denver did not make the playoffs. I said to wait on this because it was like 134 uh, last week. And I'm like, wait on it. They'll beat up on the Jets. It'll be 154. Well, I didn't say it would be 154. But it is, in fact, now 154. Jump on that now. The Broncos to not make the playoffs. I like Bryce Raiders to make it instead in the West. And, uh, and it also with the Chiefs um, doing the job there and the Chargers. Ravens at Steelers versus Raiders at Browns and then at Cowboys shortly after for Denver. This is the beginning of a slide for the Broncos. Defensive starter Bradley Chubb is out. Ronald Darby on the IR. Offense Jerry Judy's been out since week one and now no KJ Hamler. It's going to be tough for them to score, especially against this defense. I know Baltimore got lucky versus KC and more so versus Detroit, but Justin Tucker scares me more than any offensive player on Denver. Give me Baltimore plus one. Parley Kid, you agree? I do agree with you on this, Sal, and I just think for the simple reason is 
Lamar Jackson's a winner, uh, and he's getting a point here against the Denver Broncos. Uh, Jackson is 36-13 and in his career as a starter, so basically about 75% uh, of his games turn into wins. Uh, and we're getting a point here, even though, like you said, it really that doesn't really mean anything. The models will just be even or whatever it's going to be. Uh, but I think Broncos have some injuries uh, that will catch up to them finally this week uh, against a, a Ravens team that they just win ball games, right? They find ways to win. They have a great kicker. Uh, you know, that game last week, I think Marquise Brown uh, had a terrible game last week. He dropped uh, potentially... Two, Two touchdowns. touchdowns and maybe even a third along the way where he dropped, at least had a drop. I don't know if it was going to be a touchdown. He had a miserable game. I think he bounces back uh, with a with a good performance. I don't think he ever has an awesome performance, but I think he'll be better than he's been. And Jackson just does whatever it takes to win. Uh, he's the one quarterback that still will run the ball when he has to, uh, and he makes enough passes throughout the game. Uh, to get his team victories. So I'll take this all day, every day. I agree. I'm liking it more and more since I changed it, <laughs> which probably is a bad uh, omen, but Baltimore plus one. I don't even care if they're giving one, two points. I'm still on it. All right, San Francisco or San Fran. I've been told I shouldn't be able to say San Fran if I don't come from the Bay Area. So I'm still going to say it. San Fran minus three and 52 against Seattle. I'm going with the Seahawks. Now, if you go by last week, Seattle looked worse uh, out of these two teams. But, you know, they couldn't get the Vikings offense off the field. It was disgusting. But Seattle swept San Francisco last season and has won 12 of the last 14 games against the 49ers, dating back, I think, seven years. They've each scored at least 21 points in each. They've scored, I'm sorry, they've scored 21 points in each of the last five meetings. Jimmy G managed 257. I thought he looked terrible. I really did. I thought he looked bad more than he looked good last week. 257 yards, two scores, an interception. He's throwing backwards passes. He's thinking there's passes. He's fumbling. Um, the Niners allowed four sacks. I think Seattle gets to Jimmy G. And I actually think this is where Shanahan considers making a, a change. He's had Trey Lanson for the gadget plays. That was big right before the half. They scored with him. I think they're looking at him as a full-time quarterback after this one. Russ, Metcalf, they hook up twice. Seattle, Seahawks win and get out of the NFC West cellar. Give me the Seahawks. Brother Bry, you with me? Uh, well, you were right. We, we weren't going to hear from Harry for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. It really seems yeah, I know. like it screws everything <laughs> up. Yeah. But yeah, I like, I like Seattle too, plus three. And I don't 100% know why, because last week uh, they cost me a ton of money. But they, they you know... For as much as they seem out of sorts, they've had great first half. They've just been terrible in the second half. That being said, I'm just not ready to jump off of them yet because of back-to-back -to -back tough losses. I don't know, you know, I don't know how many times has Wilson lost three games in a row like this. Um, and again, he's been Wilson's been great in his career against the 49ers. He's 14 and four in his career against them. Um, he even won in San Francisco two years ago with that good San Francisco team. So, uh, and then if you go back even further. The only time in his career he lost by more than a field goal in San Francisco was his rookie year. So um, Seahawks are going to make some big plays against this 49ers secondary. He seems to be a little bit banged up. So I'd feel a little bit more comfortable taking the three here. There you go. All right. Finishing on my team and your team, Parley Kid. The Cowboys, four and a half, 50 and a half over Carolina Panthers. 
both three and zero against the spread. There's a longer week for Carolina. They get the ten days. A short week for Dallas. Played Monday. Cowboys score thirty points a game, which is twenty more than the Panthers surrender. I know they're not going to bully that defensive front like they did the Eagles. They had like eight yards of play. It was ridiculous. They did whatever they wanted. Dak still the most accurate passer in football right now, and I think that helps against this Panthers defense for sure. Get the short stuff going. Uh, Chuba Hubbard on the other side scares me as much as Miles Sanders did. I'm not really afraid. The way this defense is running around, uh, I like what we're doing. Again, I get it's a short week. We have eight takeaways, Parley Kid. Cowboys have eight takeaways. It would just take years to get to uh, eight. Sal, I've takeaways. been preaching that since day one this year. I've been talking about it. Crazy. Be, I said that was going to be the difference in the Dallas defense. And Harry's a complete ass for picking this game and not letting me pick it. It's just typical. Well, I, I know why he's picking it because he wants a he wants a hate on Sam Darnold. That's all. That's it. what it is. That's why yeah. this could this could really come back. No, this could you're come wrong. back and bite us, here, Sal, because Harry's picking the Cowboys. I know. To, to his credit, he picked them last week, though I will say this. Yeah. But this could be where Sam Darnold of old rears his uh, ghostly head. The Cowboys, they're, they're a frisky defense. Yeah. He's going to turn the ball over, I think, once or twice. I think it's a low-scoring game. Again, we're not going to bully our way to uh, eight yards of carry or whatever we were doing last week against that terrible Eagles team. But I do think it's yeah. going to be a 26-17 final, low-scoring. Low I'm laying the four and a half. Uh, all right, Harry, go ahead. Uh, Sam Donald sucks. Sam Donald sucks. I'm taking down. No, not, that's not it. I'm just, I'm just saying. I can't believe I'm saying this, but so impressed with Dallas so far this season. They've been great. They've looked great. Zeke got right on Monday. Easily could be three and zero if they would have done a little better clock management against Tampa. Just been very impressive. Schultz and Cedric Wilson getting involved in the offense. Dallas leads the league in picks. I can't believe that's true, but it is. So Sammy Darnold better be listening. Dallas leads the league in picks. Carolina beat the Jets and the Texans. Barely beat the Jets and beat Winston after a total letdown opportunity, which happened after his five uh, touchdowns. Um, Dallas minus four and a half. I think they win this game going away by 17 or more. Hmm. Sam Darnold, the numbers say he's great, Harry. If you said that about Cousins, <laughs> you have to agree. The numbers say he's great. Well, Cousins throws touchdown passes every quarter. Darnold hasn't done Is it. Is that what you have to do? Quarters. You have to spread it out? That's how you're a good quarterback? You have to – it doesn't matter if you're up by 20. You have to throw four on, on, on Sunday, we're starting We're starting seven quarters in a row. Darnold doesn't have a touchdown. I got to tell you, uh, Sam Darnold would be far better than Kirk Cousins with, with Jefferson and Thielen and all those guys. He just would. He just would. What? Yeah, he would. Okay. He's 23 years old. I think I would take I would take Darnold over uh, over Cousins at this point. You're starting sure. a franchise, and those are your two choices. You can have his receivers. Number say he's great, Harry. Sorry, Bro hey. Parley kid, jump in here. Yeah, well, so you, don't I, have to, you don't have to go against Darnold. Then. What? Hey, look, I've always been critical the of the Cowboys yeah. crowd too. Loudest crowd I ever heard uh, the other night in, mm. in Cowboys Stadium. I thought that was the loudest crowd. Uh, yep. that, I, that was the best offensively. I've seen them play there in a complete game in a long yeah, time. Well, they, they've, they've, I don't think we have to worry about them too much offensively. You had your head they, buried in French dip. You weren't even watching they, the fourth quarter. <laughs> the, the offensive line is kind of back to where it was, even with this kid, Steele, who's been in. He's been great. Um, uh, they're not fully complete yet, uh, but they're getting there. Uh, the defense is creating turnovers. I do think. This is a great matchup. I think it's the matchup of the week this week uh, from this from this standpoint is that you've got the Cowboys O versus Carolina D. What an intriguing matchup because this Carolina D flies all around the field. 
They fly all around the field. They could present some problems for this Cowboys offense this week. But I think behind the home crowd, which was great, um, and just the nice running back combination they have going on right now, and just all the weapons they have, I think the Cowboys just have too much on offense. And I do think they cover this out something like, uh, you know, 31-24. Don't go too high. Okay, good. 31-24. All right. All right. Like I, 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 this whole Kirk Cousins thing bothers me. Harry, you know, you realize how much the Vikings are paying him, right? It's an absurd amount of money, right? You're getting a bargain with yeah. Sam Darnold over that. All right. You don't have to worry about salaries. When you're betting on FanDuel Sportsbook, the NFL's back. FanDuel wants you to get the most out of every play. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet. Every week, all you have to do is bet a same-game parlay. Oh, three legs or more. If your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. Yes, we'll go like uh, we'll go Zeke over rushing yards. We'll go um, Dak over passing yards and the Cowboys to cover. See how easy that'll be? Mm. There you go. Probably get about four or five to one odds there. Fast payouts, easy to use, safe and secure. America's number one sports book. Same game parlay bets. There's no feeling like now in one of those. So lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook. You get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, they're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet. If you prefer that, just sign up with promo code against all odds. If first bet loses, get up to grand back in site credit. That is promo code against all odds. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. That's 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. The Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next step to 53342 in Arizona. If you don't have a gambling problem, fanduel.com slash against all odds. We just gave you seven games. We're going to give you what? Four more college? Is this four more? And then we'll be done. I promise. Oh no, they have best bets. And then we'll get out of here. Um, my college picks, I'm about to give some what I think are winners, but take this with a huge grain of salt. I'm 0-7 with my last two weeks worth of Friday. College picks. I mean, a huge babyface almond. Look it up. What is the Guinness record for the biggest grain of salt? That is what you should be looking at when you're dealing with my college picks. Let's start Ole Miss, Alabama, 14 and a half for the Tide. 79 and a half is the over-under. This is more of two Heisman favorites going at it than picking a winner of the game, right? Because it, it seems like Alabama is going to win, but Matt Corral is plus 150. Bryce Young, three to one. Um, Ole Miss, number one in the nation, total yards, 635 points, uh, points scored per game is 52.7. I get it. This corral is amazing. He lets it fly, and uh, you know it's 10 yards past the receiver, and the receivers catch up, and then he's got an 80-yard. It's, it's ridiculous what he's doing. Bama just 2-2 two and two against the spread, but here's what I'm banking on. Ole Miss has lost seven of their last nine road games. They scored 48 against Bama last year and lost 63-48. Crimson tied 9-2 against the number. Their last 11 home games. I think they get it done. Saban, similar score this year as last. 58-41. Harry, you like that score. I'm taking Alabama. Uh, I do like that score, but I do like the four. I do like the 14 and a half. I do like a little sprinkle. Matt coming out party from Matt Corral. 
uh, on the money line. But I am going to take and Mississippi can win this game. But I'm going to take the over. I like the over even a little bit better at 79 and a half. Seems like a huge number here. But again, Sal, you mentioned Mississippi averages almost 53 points per game. Alabama's getting 47. Last season, these two met. 111 points were scored, almost 1,300 yards of total offense. Corral had 400 yards passing and rushing in that game. Four different receivers had 120 yards or more, over 79 and a half. Don't worry about it. Like I said, 111 scored last year, over 79 and a half. Yeah, I'm looking at the Heisman. Uh, like I said, Corral plus 150. Bryce, I mean, no one would have thought Corral would be plus 150 three weeks in, Bry, right? Or four no, weeks in, just, whatever it is. But now one of these guys is going to be a prohibit might have a minus by their name, right? After yep. this game. I got Corral at 13 to you one. Have 13 baby. to one. That's nice. I'm trying to think. I guess well, that's JT why Daniels they, could keep doing damage. So your yeah. point, so that's why Corral's number's weird, right? Because what if yeah. they, what if they lose by three mm-hmm. touchdowns this game? Right. He can't be the favorite off of, I don't know. I guess if he puts up 48 points. But the crazy numbers. I don't know what the hell's going on. I, mean, I guess Desmond Desmond Ritter could we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, all right. That's game one. Game two, Cincinnati at the Fighting Irish. Plus one and a half and Mm. 50 and a half for the Irish. The hell is going on here? I mean, I'm basically, I'm taking Notre Dame and I'm banking on the betting gods giving Notre Dame backers free money two weeks in a row because that's what it was last week. It was ridiculous. I, I read too much into the line and I took Wisconsin over Notre Dame. It's part of my seven game losing streak here. And Notre Dame was the pick. And I'm just wondering if they're the pick this week. It's a fishy line. What are we looking at, Spaghetti? It's Drew Pine. I don't mind that guy in it. Who practiced today? Did Cone practice? Uh, it seems like Cone and Buckner still should get some mix in there. But, uh, yeah, I was puzzling surprised with Pine. A lot of really nice throws, a lot of zip in the ball. I mean, he's an undersized quarterback and uh, kind of an unfair shake for him because he was supposed to be the guy. And then, obviously, the Cone transfer but uh, I was, you know, very happy with him. And I, I think, once again, Notre Dame, the better team on paper. Marcus Freeman was the Cincinnati Bearcats defensive coordinator. So I, I do like the mm-hmm. Irish in this one. Yeah. That Pine impressed me. I mean, he held on to the ball a couple of times too long. But what are you going to do for coming in uh, mid-game? Now, Desmond Ritter's the talk of the town here at Cincinnati. He got about some lousy wins, but also a big win over the Hoosiers. Um You know, completed 54 of 83 for 748, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. First three games, Luke Fickle has a defense working hard here for Cincinnati. I just, I don't see it. I'm getting a point and a half, and I think the luck continues for the Irish. They're four and one against the spread in the last five versus the AAC, and eight and two against the number versus a team with a winning record. Give me Notre Dame 27, Cincinnati 23, and then they're out of the playoff picture there, Cincinnati. That'll be that. Brother Bry, you agree with me. You had Notre Dame. You loved them last week. It was your best bet. You won many, many thousands of dollars on them. Yeah, I think we uh, I think we are underestimating Notre Dame. I know they've choked big time in those big, big games against the great schools, but against these other schools, they seem to always play pretty well. Um, you know, I do like Cincinnati, too. I, I wasn't overly... I, I took them two weeks ago as a best bet against Indiana, and they weren't overly impressive that game. I do think this... I mean, this is a huge... I mean, this is as big as a game as you could get for Cincinnati, right? The playoffs are on the line, plus it's at Notre Dame. Um, so I don't know. How do they deal with the pressure in this one? I think there's just a ton of pressure on them, especially since, you know, it's probably worse for them that they had to buy this early in the season, like, you know, just to kind of waiting around for this game instead of playing. I just don't know. I don't get why Notre Dame is still underdogs here in this one. I, again, I think we're 
we're, you know, we've seen Cincinnati be really good the last couple of years. And obviously that Georgia games in everybody's mind, probably from last year, um, the bowl game. But um, I think, like I said, I think we've slept on Notre Dame the last, the last couple of years. And aside from those very best teams, they've performed well. And I, I like them in the spot. I mean, if Cone were out and Pine sucked last week, I could see them yeah. being an underdog. But that yeah. that's not the case. Neither might, might be the case. I mean, I don't think Pine's bad at all. I'll take the one and a half. Shit, I'm definitely teasing that to seven and a half. Oh, that's going to be a mess. <laughs> that's going to be a mess. I can't do it. All right, Harry, uh, break Eddie Spaghetti's heart here. Sorry, Eddie, but uh, I am taking the Bearcats. Statement game for Cincinnati here. And I'm going to say right now, not Brian Day's Buckeyes, but Luke Fickle's Bearcats are the best team in Ohio. Bri, you mentioned uh, two weeks ago the game against Indiana. They didn't play well in the first half. They turned it on in the second half. Notre Dame's been very fortunate. Um, I think their luck runs out for Brian Kelly and the Irish, and the Bearcats go away with the win here and move on. All right. Arkansas, Georgia. The Bulldogs, 18.5-point favorite, 48.5. Extra points, first student-athlete endorsement deal is with Arkansas linebacker Bumper Pool. Go check out the interview on YouTube. We had a little breakout video mm. on the Extra Points pod. Our Twitter handler, greatest name in college sports right now. Kid's going to be at the Combine. Parley Kid, I don't know if you heard it. Favorite team is the Cowboys. Could you see him being a Cowboy? Jerry drafting Bumper Pool a little late in the round. You know, right? Well, I think Bumper yeah. and... And Leighton Van Der Esch and Micah Parsons, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm, uh, he's, Jerry's an Arkansas guy, right? So, right. Uh, right. absolutely would make sense. Uh, endorsements galore. We're the first to jump on this guy. So, yeah, uh, how could I? So, how could I go against Arkansas here? There's no way. It's impossible for me to not take the 18 and a half points here. Uh, now that we yep. have Bumper Pool on our side. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's just what I'm going to do. Do you mind if I give my my pick right now? Go I, to I, it. I kind of yeah. jumped in Get there. Into it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I look, Arkansas has played some great football. I mean, now looking back, a super impressive uh, uh, beatdown of Texas, uh, a very impressive win against Texas A&M. Albeit they've played all four games, uh, none on none on the road uh, as of yet. Um, and now you're looking at this Georgia team, and I love this Georgia team. I think their defense is phenomenal. But um, who have they beaten? UAB, South Carolina, Vandy. And now you look back at that Clemson win, that 10-3 Clemson win. Yeah, that 10-3 win doesn't look so and, great. And now it doesn't look good at all. Uh, I know that was week one, so you really don't know. But I think this Arkansas team is good on both sides of the ball. They're good offensively. Their quarterback play has not been great, uh, but he, he does enough. Uh, they run the ball very well, and their defense has been very, very good. So I think they're good in, uh, on both sides, and I think that's enough to keep this Georgia game close because I don't think Georgia offensively, um, they're good, but I don't think they can run away with this game against this Arkansas defense. Uh, Georgia probably wins. Um, I'll be rooting for Arkansas to win, but I think 18.5 is a little high against the number eight team uh, Razorback. Uh, Razorbacks uh, right now. That ever happened before? That ever happened? What did it, what happened? Top ten team getting eighteen or more. That's a great sure point, Harry. That. That's a great. That's uh, a lot of yeah. points for a top it's ten a lot. team. And I think they look at it like this: there's the top two, and then there's the other eight in the top ten. Right? Yeah, it's like right. It's a different level. I think this Arkansas team will have a little chip on their shoulder. That number 
to them is probably a little high, a little high. Well, don't, I mean, first of all, everyone, your, your middle school team could beat Vanderbilt. I really think so, Pauly kids. So everyone's going crazy about Georgia, the whipping they put last week, whatever they did. Razorbacks 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six road games, 10-3 yeah. and three against the spread in conference games. I do think this quarterback, this K.J. Jefferson, is good enough. Uh, one score game. Bumper pool forces a JT Daniels fumble, yes. closes a gap, 28-24 final. Well within the spread. I won't say who I think is going to win, but 28-24, getting 18 and a half. Moving on. Boston College at Clemson. Oh, Harry, you got this one. This is interesting. Clemson 14 and a half and 45 and a half. This was 15. It went down a little. I'm going to go Clemson. I know we, uh, Paulie Kidd and I just beat up on them a little bit. Um, that, that Georgia win doesn't mean anything, but there's another fishy line. And Clemson had trouble with BC last year. Uyunglele fought back to win 16-10. I get it. BC beat an SEC team last week, Missouri. But I think Dabo steps on the gas here. 22-10 and 10 against the spread in the last 32 conference games. The BC run game will be stuffed. They haven't played a defense like this. I think they finally get it together and play a complete game, Clemson, and win 40-16, to 16, Harry. Now, go ahead. Go take BC. Do it. Look, you're right. The, the line, especially, absolutely, I don't think it should be that high. Clemson looks unbelievably bad on offense. Normally, I'd go, I'd be on the side of Clemson because it looks like bad. I just can't. But look, BC might be the best team in the HC, and nobody even knows it. They're 4-0. I mean, North Carolina got steamrolled by Georgia Tech last week. Again, Clemson's offense has been unbelievably awful. BC has 900 yards of rushing. When you mentioned last year's game, BC was in control of that entire game. Only lost by six when the Clemson was number one ranked last year. I'm taking BC, getting more than two touchdowns. All right. Prove it to me, Clemson, on offense, that you can cover two touchdowns when you can barely score 14 oh, points wow. in a game. Oh, wow. Now they have to prove it to Harry. My God, the <laughs> pressure for Dabo. Good Lord. Who would have thought? Damn straight they did. All right. Sharp Tank. I've been going with the Parley Kid Sharp Tank pick. The three of you pitch me a, a bet, and I jump on one of them. I think I've gone on your last three, Parley Kid. I think you've won. At least those, right? Yeah. Maybe a, a couple before that. Who'd you have Monday night? You had uh, Zeke to score, Zeke, right? Zeke, anytime Beautiful. touchdown. Yeah. Easy. Anytime, anywhere. He scored. Start us off. I'll, I'll tell you right now. Well, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you. You're going with this. So I'll... you might as well just, uh, yeah. you know, I think, I'm not sure you alluded yeah. to before of uh, yeah. a teaser that you really liked. Um, this is the one. I, I think this has got to be it. I'm going to make it a teaser because I can get. I'm just going to take the six points here in both uh, the Tampa game and in the Kansas City game. I, Kansas City, basically minus one against the Eagles. Tampa, minus one against the Patriots. Tampa does not lose two in a row. Kansas City does not lose three in a row. They win one for Andy Reid as well back in Philly. Kind of the same situation where. We have Reed going back to Philly, Brady going back to New England. I think both their teams rise to the occasion and get very convincing wins, and we do not have to sweat this out at all, Sal. You love this. Don't even listen to the other two. I know. I talk about not having to sweat. Harry, Brother Bry, you can put your pencils down. This is. I mean, I love this one. I love it. It's too irrational a pick for week three or, or, or week four, whatever we're in. I mean, the Chiefs. I don't typically like two road teams favored, but the Chiefs, the Eagles are not going to keep up with the Chiefs. And, and Mahomes is not going to, he's just going to be like, get the hell out of the way. Uh, enough yeah. of the fumbling garbage. I'm going to go up and down the field. 
and we're not even going to worry about how bad the defense is or blowing it in the last minute. We're going to put 45 on this Eagles team, and the coach could look at the chart all he wants. He's not going to be able to figure it out. What the hell's going on? Philadelphia, they win easily. Yeah. You already heard I like Tampa Bay a lot. I, I took the money line, minus 134. I'm thinking like 134,000 to win 100 is, is pretty good right yeah, there. But, I, well, but so Sally Kidd, at minus 120, I'm with you on the. On what do you recommend? So. You're cool with the teaser at minus 120? I mean, it's minus sure. one, right? Yeah, we yeah. talked about Yeah, I don't really... think these games are close. I don't right. think they are. Um, really don't. And don't I, forget, I mean, Graham went out of that game for the Eagles defense the other night. He looked right. pretty hurt. Uh, mm -hmm. He's probably their best defensive player. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't really haven't seen the. Uh, I should have looked it up, but if, if he's if he's out, that really screws. I don't the care. Eagles. I mean, their I defense was already pretty decimated. I can't see Mahomes was pissed the other day. It's the first time I've seen him pissed in that game, right. where he's getting like well, you know firing up his teammates. I wouldn't say he's yelling at them, but firing them up. He's going to be electric this weekend. I just see it. I, I, see I it. think so too. I think, I mean, at minimum, both these teams score in the low to mid 30s. And so that's it, right? I mean, New England, Philadelphia, they're just not going to catch up. They can't do it. Even in their win, Philadelphia, they couldn't score a lot of uh, points. And, you know, Patriots beat the Jets. I just, it's so easy. I don't even know what to say to people, but minus 134 or lay the one point. Go ahead, Harry. If you want to practice um, giving a pick, you can go ahead. Yeah. Well, look, and again, I do love, uh, Mississippi in the over, but I'm going to decide. I'm going to take a different dog here. I'm going to take Rutgers plus 14 and a half against the aforementioned Ohio State that I said. Uh, freshman quarterback for the Buckeyes is Kyle McCord. He's he's in for Ohio State. Looked average last week with just two touchdowns and a pick against Akron. Rutgers covered against Michigan, covered easily. Quarterback Noah Vedral, he's got zero picks this season, three and one record. And again, they missed an easy field goal. They were inside the Michigan 35 on fourth and three, got stopped twice, could have won that game. I think they keep this close but uh, at home, getting more than two touchdowns, getting 14 and a half against the Buckeyes who are not looking so great this season. All right. I mean, you're just rattling off. Brian, I'm sorry. You're going to have to do the same thing. There's like a waiter going through the specials when I know I'm getting the pork chop. But go ahead. Just give me your uh, best bet, your sharp thing. <laughs> well, it does feel like cheating that that – Teaser. Yeah. Although, <laughs> no. although, God damn it, I'm gonna. No, well, I'm, I'm no, gonna have, although, I'm, no we're way. gonna have so much money on that. It's gonna be stupid. Uh, yeah. Well, we already know if something happens, it's gonna be a bad headache. Oh shit. Um. Oh, Kansas City can't cover a spread, I, so I guess a teaser. <laughs> this is a different game. I just, they, they just uh, can't blow. But go ahead, Brian. Uh, I, I, I actually can't believe you're bouncing back with it. Am I reading I, this right? You yeah. are. You are. Um, I'm gonna take Wisconsin minus one and a half. Versus oh. Michigan, I bashed I bashed them last week against uh, Notre Dame. I bashed Mertz, whose performance last mm -hmm. week was terrible. Uh, but in all honesty, they could have won that game if not for the kickoff in the early part of the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. uh, they probably should have won the Penn State game early. This just seems like a game to me. Michigan's going to choke away. Wisconsin has blown them out the last two seasons. Uh, they've won five of the last seven. The thing is, look, Michigan likes to run the ball a lot, right? Like, especially this year, it, it's they're they're running the ball consistently. But Wisconsin's run D is like is one of the best in the country, if not the best in the country. So I think Michigan's going to still struggle to score points. If Wisconsin goes up early on them, this game is over. Um, I, I just like this minus one and a half. I'm, when has Michigan come through in this type of game in the last four years? You know, the only thing I was thinking is maybe the Harbaugh's luck has turned. We saw with that Justin Tucker field goal. We see with Michigan. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say they should have lost to Rutgers, but 
uh, that I think last year they would have lost that game or two years ago. But uh, that's a silly thing for me to say that the Harbaugh's luck has turned. But Wisconsin to win any game is a silly thing for you to say. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I, you know, I didn't even put that on one of the games that we were going to analyze. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll wait for someone to say something, but it's not even one of the top games anymore. Isn't that sad? Wisconsin, Michigan isn't a top five game that we would, we would try It'll to um, still break be, down. It's going to still be, uh, one of the better, exciting, boring games, you know? It's yeah, I guess like, so. You know, yeah, yeah. Six, uh, Wisconsin yeah. has become like watching the Army Navy games, but like yeah. 11, 11 7, late in the fourth. Let's see who scores. That'll make it exciting. All right. No, no secret, no surprise <laughs> here. I'm going with Parlay Kids. I like it as a uh, money line parlay, minus 134. Parlay Kid, you can get it what? Like minus 120 if you just take the teaser. Do it now, though, because these are going up. One of these could go to nine. I could easily see by Sunday. You don't want to be. Left with three, although I don't even think it'll be close. Uh, but Parley Kid, for the fourth time in a row, I am taking your Sharp Tank pick and uh, taking your eldest son, and he's living with me. I'm taking a lot from you, so <laughs> I don't know what to do. But that's our teaser. Uh, Harry, what do you got going this weekend? Are you still in California? No, I'm, uh, I'm back in Phoenix. I drove back yesterday. Um, uh, not much. Just going to uh, – just watch games. That's it. Nothing else. In a se- Weather is now turned. It's nice. Our, uh, Not our friend Ken um, said we should really make a bigger deal out of the fact that Harry and his girlfriend sleep in a separate room now. Uh, listen, I got it made. I got it made in the shade, boys. Oh, so, so does she. Get to watch whatever I want. Get to have the whole bed. And her bed, it's her bed. Spend like 4000 on the bed. Love the bed. It's fantastic. <laughs> I get the bed to myself. Get to watch Sports Center at night. No problem. Wait, what a wait, how, how did this happen? You just snore too loudly, or what? Like, she yeah, sleep no, together? she she loves it. She loved it, but but the bed she loved what? I only sleep. I sleep better because the bed can be on a curve. So I like, and she, and with, she has a bad neck, so she needs the bed flat. So she she sleeps in the other bedroom when I get the good bed, and I get to have it up the way I want. Works out nice. I'm already grossed out. You haven't said anything gross, but I'm grossed out by this whole talk. I don't know what happened yeah. there. But what, but Joel, what babyface? What's he talking about? The curve in the bed. What is this? I, I, I'm not even. I'm not even sure what what just happened. What was more confusing? I can heighten the, the bed and it goes up, so I like to sleep on an angle. Oh, so it's better for my sleeping and better for my snoring. You know. This is this was a terrible breakdown. I don't know. You you, <laughs> you would would you sleep in the same room as Kirk Cousins? <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, That's what Zach. I hope Kirk Cousins snuggles up next to you. Uh, oh my god! All right. Well, congratulations on the sleeping arrangements. You can Eric. throw touchdowns anywhere. There you go, Polly Kid, Brother Bry, Spaghetti, Meatballs, <laughs> Babyface Joel Salmon is still very confused. Uh, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. I'm Sal. Saying so long. And happy handicapping. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na.